Good morning. Or afternoon. Or night. I don't know when you're listening to this. We don't know your life. We really don't. Although we can probably guess a little bit more closely what your life is right now in April of 2020 because Mm -hmm. all of our lives are the same. We're all in our houses. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's us, Big and White, and we just wanted to give a little intro to this episode because we recorded it a couple weeks ago on Saturday, March 21st, and like we say in the episode, boy, do things change fast. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Just a couple days after we recorded this, at nighttime, they announced that the whole country was going into lockdown in Nepal. And then the lockdown was effective the next morning. So it was like less than 12 hours. Yeah. So when when we recorded the podcast and people were social distancing, the number of people who could congregate in groups was limited. But then as of the lockdown, then we were all... Banished to our homes, <laughs> never to be seen again. Um, okay, that maybe that's a bit much, but it does feel like that sometimes, though, honestly. a little bit. <laughs> and so that was two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I have come to stay at White's house because she lives alone right now and yep. she would be very sad. But yeah, so we've just been hanging out, working from home, and we are allowed to leave our house to buy food and medicine or for an emergency like if you need to go to the hospital or something so we get out we get to walk around a little bit and go shopping and stuff it's getting a little bit more open now in terms of what stores can be actually open but especially like during the first week of lockdown it's like what are we in lockout (laughs) locked in oh no i don't know um during lockdown there weren't very many grocery shops open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was a little bit more difficult. New food wasn't coming into stores, so they weren't restocking, stuff like that. And now we have more grocery shops that have their hours a little bit more consistently posted. And I know of two restaurants that they have permits to deliver food. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> so we've done that one time, and it was incredible. It really just changed our not our lives, but our days. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to lie. Like when we see all of our friends in the West talking about like ordering food delivery and we're just like sitting over here in our houses like. Or mm. people that can go outside, like go for runs yes. on the beach or like go for a hike in the woods or something. We're, we're jealous of you guys. I hope you're enjoying that. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. We're just spending a lot of time up on our roof. Yeah. And everyone else is too. Like we go up in the evenings and everyone's like, like doing their workouts. That's and true. Stuff. Yeah. And we're playing like, hey. badminton. Yeah. It's like new roof culture <laughs> yeah. has emerged. <laughs> it's the Nepali version of the Italian like porch Absolutely. culture or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so right now the lockdown is supposed to last for at least another week. So that would be three weeks total. But we have a feeling it will be extended again because they just announced that the international airport will be closed until the end of April. So looking forward to that. Not. What else? Yeah, uh, actually, things have not blown up in Nepal. And some people think it's mm-hmm. because they locked down so quickly and so effectively Right now, we still only have nine confirmed cases out of, like, over 2,000 tests. Yeah. Um, But, of course, a lot more testing needs to be done. So we'll see. Things will progress as they progress. Uh, What else? What else do we want to talk about? Um, Can we talk about planes for a second? Oh, my gosh. Planes is so weird, you guys. It's so bizarre. So the airport has been closed for 
of three weeks. Who even knows? Like a whole lifetime <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, three weeks maybe. Don't quote us on that. It feels like a very long time ago that we were like sending all of our friends back to their home countries. Mm-hmm. Not all of our friends. I'm not being dramatic. A few of our <laughs> friends back to their home countries. There was a mad just hustle to get flights because they knew that the airport was closing. And so now it's so weird because it's so quiet. Right. I mean, the whole city is quiet because there's people aren't driving around and stuff. I don't know if you guys can hear all the birds in the background right now, but... We didn't realize how many birds there were in this city. But yeah, the crazy thing is then when you do hear an airplane flying over, it feels like this really unique thing and you actually notice it, you know, once or twice a day. And the weird thing is, you know what plane it is. You're like, oh, there go the Germans getting evacuated to their country. Yeah. So these are all repatriation flights. So people like stranded tourists, for example, who want to go back to their home countries but weren't able to secure a flight. We were getting nonstop emails from the American embassy saying, please be patient with us. Thank you for your patience. Thank you again for your patience. We are organizing a flight. And so they've done two flights. But it was crazy because we knew exactly when. They're like, the second flight will be this Qatar Airlines flight. We're leaving at 1135 or something like that. And then at 1135, you hear, and you're like, You look out the window and you're like, it's a guitar plane. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. 302 Americans on board. That's (laughs) insane. Like to know, because usually it's constant. Yeah. So weird to like specifically know what's going on. Um, Okay. There's one more thing that I personally would like to talk about. (laughs) And I have a feeling you would also like to talk about it, right? Yep. I don't know how to talk about this without sounding kind of like a butthole. <laughs> I just love it so much. Okay, so you guys may have seen these in other countries. Apparently they have them in Vietnam as well. But recently the Nepali police have been implementing something that basically looks like a really big extendable arm trash picker upper thing. Yep. Huge. It's like six feet long and it clamps around a person so that they can arrest someone without breaking the six foot social distancing rule. And um, we have dubbed it Man Clamp. Man Clamp. <laughs> not the Man Clamp, not a Man Clamp, just Man, man Clamp. clamp. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be posting a photo of this. Of course, all of the Nepali accounts have been making it into a meme, which is amazing. And we just really felt like you guys needed to know about it. Just to brighten might not be the right word, but amuse you in this day of yours. <laughs> If we don't have our creativity, what do we have, I ask you? Uh, Not much at the moment. (laughs) Other than man clamp, what do we have other than our creativity? Uh, Anyway, but yeah, uh, we're also so excited when the makers of man clamp, TM, reached out to us for a partnership. So listen for that ad later in the episode. Thank you, man clamp. Not a real sponsor. (laughs) Uh, okay, I think that's all we wanted to say. Yep. Welcome to the episode. We're glad you're here. Sorry you're stuck inside more than likely, but <laughs> Well, welcome. we're glad because you're listening. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a two-part episode. It's a bit long, so we split it in two. So look for the next part next week. Wow, wow, wow. Hello, I'm Big. And I am white. 
and quarantine together. <laughs> we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner who can't leave Asia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, we're doing the episode that no one wants, which is a little bit about COVID-19, but a lot about other things. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not going to depress you on no. this episode. But before we get to all those fun, exciting things, we're going to talk about our week. Yep. And this time, we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk about an experience that we had together. We usually, we talk about shared experiences. That's but true, then we're actually. like, no, I want that one. It's my week. That was my exciting thing this week. <laughs> so for a change, we were at the gym. <laughs> Before and social isolation. Exactly. Our lives were exciting. Keep in mind that things change like every hour on the hour. Mm-hmm. So don't judge us. <laughs> things were different back then. We were all different people. We knew different <laughs> things. So we were at the gym and it was a Friday night. Because we're cool like that. <laughs> and uh, how should we Let me tell this? I'll tell it from my okay, perspective. Okay, okay. So you may know that in Nepal... You can stare at people and it's not weird. <laughs> it's the best. Oh my gosh, it's the best. So I was on one side of the gym and White was on the other. And she stops and she's like, hey, big, big, calls me over, right? We're the only two in the section of the gym where we were. <laughs> and it's like this rooftop gym, right? So you can look down and out over the city. I'm sure you've seen photos that we've posted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, big, come over here. Like a chance to spectate. And I'm like, <laughs> I love it when spectate is a verb. So I trot over and she points out and there's like three or four kind of middle-aged white guys who looked pretty American with their flannels. Pretty dang American yeah. with their flannels and their North Face mm-hmm. vests. Yeah. And they were just having like a little rooftop party, which was a couple floors below us, like having some beers, sitting at a table, you know. And we were just standing there, just <laughs> completely, both of us, facing them we're, at the window. No shame. We're not that far away either. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a third of a block, maybe. Yeah. Like, we could see some details of, you know, like, we knew that they were wearing flannels and that their their vests were North Face. That's right. how close we were. Yeah. And we're just both standing there like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> like, just enjoying the spectacle of these white people. And <laughs> One of the guys turns and sees us in the window. He was super cool about it. He just waved at us and we just waved back and didn't stop staring. We were like, hey. It cracks me up so much. It was such a good moment. Because I think there was also like, it was hard because, I mean, it was good because we had very opposing things happening in our brains. <laughs> like on one hand, like there was no shame at all. Oh, We're just like, hi, they saw us. <laughs> and then on the other hand, there's like a small part of my brain that was like, this is wrong. You should be embarrassed that you're staring nope. because our cultural value in America says at cool. They, you didn't see them. You know what? I've lived here too long. I didn't have that little part of me. I was just like, I'm so glad this isn't weird. <laughs> oh, it was so nice. We waved for a long time, too. <laughs> you really did. It was too long. <laughs> oh, man. But it was, it did, like, after that happened, then I think we were talking about how fun it is to be kind of a gym rat in a country where staring isn't quite as weird. Yes. Because I feel like, at least this was my experience when I was in the States last year, is that... 
You can't really watch other people working out. Like, nope. that's creepy. They're going to post about you in their Facebook group. Like, <laughs> oh, this person was totally judging me. And, you know. Right. Yeah. But here it's like, I don't know. Like, one of the trainers was teaching another trainer to do this bar trick thing. I don't remember. Was yeah. it muscle ups or something? I don't remember. I don't anyway, remember. They set out these mats. And like, so we're all curious as to what they're doing. So we just stop our workouts and just watch this poor guy, like, learn this <laughs> new skill. And like, it was not weird for anyone. No. <laughs> and like, oh, I'm learning something and no one is creeped up. Yeah. It's so freeing because you're just kind of all in it together. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're learning how to fall. Ha ha. <laughs> like, yeah, I am learning how to fall. Ha ha ha. It's really nice. It just kind of feels like you're just friends with, I mean, we are friends with them. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's freeing for you too then because if other people are watching you fail, mm-hmm. then you don't feel weird. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So that was our very Nepal moment. Yeah. It and makes me so happy to think about it. I deeply and truly hope that that guy we saw on the roof is listening to our podcast right now. You guys, we've had multiple people recently come, like our friends come up to us and say, I had someone who doesn't know you, recommend your podcast to me. My heart is fluttering. I know. I know. Uh, an acquaintance of mine did that. He's like, oh, someone told me about your podcast. And I was like, I know the host. And he said <laughs> he felt all cool. Like he was a celebrity because <laughs> he knew me. I was like, oh, man. This is getting really big, you guys. I think we have at least 500 listeners. <laughs> it does feel really good, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we thought we only had like 20 listeners for a really long time, and then we found out there's actually more of you out there. Well, I've always been more ambitious than you. I think you're you're keeping your expectations low to protect your heart. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure we have thousands of listeners. We're famous. And you also like keep track of all of the techie side. Right, true. So I see all our numbers every week and stuff. Um, Yeah, the thing about podcasts, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's really hard to track number of views. It's not like YouTube where it's just when one person watches it, YouTube knows that and puts the data up, you know, because there's so many different listening platforms for podcasts. You can listen on apps, you can listen on the website, you can listen by downloading, you can listen by streaming. So all of the number of listens and the number of individual listeners, no one really knows how accurate they are. So we just assume that we have about 5,000 more listeners than what that (laughs) stat tells us. Sure, yeah. We actually have 5,500, not 500. (laughs) But yeah, it's fun. Anyway, I hope you guys are recommending the pod to other people. I don't know if you like it. If you don't like it, don't recommend it. That would be weird. And why are you listening to this episode? I mean, maybe they just started. Hi, welcome. Welcome. We're big and white. Yeah. Do you like us yet? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, um, speaking of literally nothing we were just talking about, are you ready for the thing yes. everyone is tired of? Yes. Okay, I'm going to set But don't worry, you guys. We have measures in place that you don't get annoyed with us. Big is setting a timer mm-hmm. for? Seven minutes. Exactly seven minutes. We will not go over that mark. And then we will move on to the larger picture. Exactly. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so I feel like by doing this episode, we're already like setting ourselves up for having to like edit it post editing. (laughs) Well, let's just say what today's date is and then we won't have to update it. I feel like you should be like, today's date is the 21st of March reporting to you from Kathmandu. 
Day seven of anyone paying attention to this at all in Nepal. <laughs> We're sending this recording to repeat for the next 92 years. <laughs> this is an episode of Lost. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are a little behind here in Nepal, the rest of the world. Um so we were like feeling all normal. Norway like cancels all of their schools and we're just like out at a festival with like 50 people on Saturday. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and then on Sunday, people are like, yeah, I might leave. And then on Tuesday, like a bunch of our expat friends are gone and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then what else happened this week? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Then- every day ended up seeming like it lasted like four days because just so much news would be coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, so when you're like, oh, well, we have plenty of time. It's fine. It'll mm-hmm. probably pass over Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, like Wednesday, they're like, well, you should do social distancing. And then Thursday, they're like, um, yeah, school's canceled. And then mm-hmm. Friday, they're like, by the way, no international flights for two weeks. Yeah. And then everyone who was trying to leave was like, I think it was Thursday that the government had a big meeting and announced in the afternoon that no groups over 25 could meet, which is originally it was more than 50 mm. on like the day before. It was yeah, they're 50. changing it like every day. Yeah. Um, and they said all large gathering places like gyms. <laughs> no, <laughs> poor white. I'm like, I'll just do yoga at home. And white's like crying. Uh, and, um, Gyms closed, party palaces, community centers, um, even like farmers markets are like taking temperature and limiting groups, individuals in the farmers market to no more than 25 at a time. Oh, man, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So it was like it went from like on Monday to like, maybe we should be careful on Friday. Like we're shutting the country down. Like, oh, that was quick. So suddenly all of of our expat friends who are like, well, maybe. Maybe I should go home and I'll buy a flight for next week. Suddenly they're like, bye. (laughs) I actually have to leave on Sunday or I'm stuck here forever. So luckily for us, we were planning to be here anyway. Yeah. And we're really glad that we get to stay. We don't want to leave because we live here. Yeah. I feel like it would be weird. Yeah. Why would you leave? Yeah. It's good to have contingency plan just in case. Oh, of course. Of course we have contingency plans. Don't you worry. We're not just like, ooh, we're going to just stay in Nepal. We'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, we're being smart. We're listening to all the information. We're listening to our organization's recommendations. We're washing our hands all the freaking time. So I'm much. so tired of it. <laughs> my hands are so dry. Yeah. All my lotion. I'm not really a hand sanitizer person. That I started using it in the last few days. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell weird. you, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I started getting allergies this week, which this is the time of year for that. Everyone has allergies now, but I feel so self-conscious yeah. every time I sniff or blow my nose. I'm like, I don't have a fever. I checked three <laughs> times yesterday. I promise. This isn't a dry cough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for us, at, do? at this point, like we're still um, going, like we still have all of our regular work, a lot of our meetings already are online. Um, right, so like we work for an international y- organization. Yeah. So yeah. there's less adjustment to be made in that we way. We are going to stop going to our office this week, yeah. I think. So yeah. yeah. But that um, was bound to happen. Of course. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean, we're no one's taking public transportation anymore. Um, but so far, most stores are open, although we'll see starting tomorrow. Things yeah. might change. We'll see. Know. Yeah, it was crazy. I was... Um, it's making me realize, I'm sure you guys have all had this experience, how much I touch my face. Yeah. My doctor friend told me 
there's a study done a while ago. I mean, you know, studies, but that most humans touch their face 40 times per hour. Per hour. I bet I touch mine more. Me too. <laughs> well, my nose always runs because of my nose piercing. Yeah. So I'm constantly like, <laughs> yeah. like this is, I'm bound to get COVID. It's going to happen. Yay. Anyway, that's kind of where we're at now. Who knows? Yeah. By the time this episode publishes, we could be dead yeah. and yeah. or living in a village yeah. somewhere and or stuck in Doha trying to get from Kathmandu to the U.S. And or <laughs> my deepest hope and dream is that we're just still here in Kathmandu and everything's normal. Yeah. Uh, right now, there's only one reported case here. I mean, I'm sure it'll go up, but yeah. So far, we're doing okay. Yeah. We are prepared it. for it to get worse here. Mm-hmm. But you can only do so much exactly. before you drive yourself insane. Yeah. You guys know a lot of you guys are quarantined right now, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Not quarantined, self-isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's dramatic, but ever it's dramatic for everyone. It's yeah. kind of, you know, it's, yeah. it's what's bringing us together. It's it uniting is. us worldwide. Hopefully. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I really like, though, a restaurant that we really love called Urban Press Mm -hmm. um, was talking about the importance of raising awareness, but not fear. Yeah. And I really thought that that was just a really good message. It is. I totally agree. It's a hard line to walk, you know, to get people inspired enough to do the right thing without feeling afraid. But it's what you got to do. Yeah. Got to go about your life and be happy to contribute in the way that you can. Can I tell you the Nepali proverb that they (gasps) said along with this advice? Yes, please do. All right. This is, this is worth time in the podcast. I promise. (laughs) Um, but as I read it, I will offer the disclaimer that I'm only reading this on an Instagram story. Um, (laughs) and I just read it. So like, we don't have people, you know, are consultants who were like, this is what it actually means. I grew up <laughs> saying this all the time. Yeah. Tell us um, how badly we mess this up, please. Okay. So it says, Kagle kan logyo bondaima, afno kan tek nagari kagku potsi, daudinu, not very smart idea. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so basically, it's the point. So it says, um, so like if you take, sorry, Nepali listeners, you can you can tell Help me us. I'm wrong. Help us. We're, we're trying, okay? Proverbs are hard. This is not natural language. But basically, like, if you listen to what comes from, like, advice from a crow, kind of, mm-hmm. and you don't check your own ear, like, you don't check what you're hearing, what right. you're taking in, then running after the idea that that crow has given you the advice that the crow gave you just kind of blindly running after it is not a very smart idea. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, that's really easy to do as humans. I think, you know, we love to do that. Like you hear something and you're just like, oh, yeah, I believe it and got to, you know, protect yourself. That's your first instinct, right? right? But to really stay calm and think about, okay, what's actually true? Like, what are actually knowledgeable people saying? And what's actually helpful to myself and everyone around me. Exactly. Love it. So don't don't listen to the crow. Don't just listen to that crow's advice. You know you can't trust them. You know who the crow is. Let's be honest. Yeah, true facts. 
Okay. Okay, no more. You know what that means. We done here. No more talk of that. That thing that shall not be named. Yep. Okay, well, um, here is something that we can name. Let's move on to some important things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about shortage mentality. Ooh. Ma, ma, ma. So the reason we're thinking about this topic is because of the thing that shall not be named, some places are experiencing shortages right now, and we're projecting that we will probably experience shortages here in Nepal, but maybe yes. for different reasons. Yes. So we're going to talk about shortages, and we're also going to talk about my past experience with shortages here in 2015-2016. Are you ready? Yeah. I like that we like, it's like kind of sneaky talking about current <laughs> events. Uh, the timer's up and we're just going to secretly mm. talk about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You see? You see? We're smart. We are smart. That's why you guys like us. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I mean, people say we're funny, but mm, I don't always believe that. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing when you're funny by accident, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually one of our listeners messaged us about kind of what was going on in the U.S. and shortages there. But it's kind of an interesting concept because shortages often happen like because of a projected thing, right? It often is because people think, oh, I need to prepare and then the preparation actually makes the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, something that I've really learned from living in Nepal and from the people around me and stuff that is something I really, really value is it's not as bad as you think to not have the stuff that you're used to having. Yeah. And that's just such a helpful mindset in, I mean, any circumstance, but especially if you're going to be living cross-culturally. Right. 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 So, um, yeah, our listener was talking about the U.S. and she said, notes on here. People are fist fighting over toilet paper in grocery stores. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, people forgot they've been drinking tap water just fine for a decade or more. <laughs> people were buying bottled water in the U.S. I don't know if you guys know about this. Um, young kids are spending time at happy hours instead of isolating, so not following instructions. Hospital support staff don't have access to personal protective equipment or disinfectants because they're under lock and key because some people are using too much of them. Anyway, so she's just kind of talking about how people are being a little bit unreasonable with, it's like they can't estimate correctly what they yeah. actually need, yeah. right? Like you were talking about this. Yes. You're like, I should buy food. I'm like, how much food do I eat in one month? I don't know. Right. And I feel like it seems like in the U.S. at least a lot of people's instinct is to overreact. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just buy enough food for six months then, you know. Yeah. Which obviously doesn't work. I know. It's like, you know, when you're used to, oh, no, this might sound sad. If you're used to just cooking for yourself and then mm -hmm. suddenly you're having a <laughs> dinner party and you're like, normally I would only ha make this much for myself. How much do people eat? <laughs> eat <laughs> yeah. how much does six do six people eat yeah it, and then you usually estimate wrongly and then you have leftovers it's all and good then you have leftovers <laughs> in that situation it's okay to overestimate yeah. when you're buying enough toilet paper for six months maybe not <laughs> yeah i find it really difficult to not talk about toilet paper oh we're gonna do a whole section don't you do worry we have a Okay, well, <laughs> so I feel like there's two things that we need to talk about right now. Well, one that we're going to talk about later is how people are not as freaked out in Nepal about shortage yeah. mentality. But first, let's talk about things 
people are freaked out about yeah, yeah, because yeah. we all got them, right? Yeah. Let's all talk about how no one's better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just different. <laughs> Just different. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are people stocking up on here? Like Nepalis, I Nepalis? guess. Nepalis? Okay. So I, reporter, reporting not live from the front. <laughs> I went to a shop last night Ooh. because... I had to buy things for baking, not because of the thing that must not be named. Yeah. Just needed some just, sugar. We were just having, you just wanted to make a scone. Yeah. And I will say that um, there were more people in the shops than normally, mm. but there was also a lot of stuff still in the stores. So I wouldn't say that like people are just like grabbing up everything. Okay. Just That's blindly. good to know. That's good to know. So far. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. But- Unsurprisingly, what I saw most people are buying was rice, Mm -hmm. big bags of rice, Mm -hmm. and then so many different types of dried lentils. Oh, yeah. So many different types. All the types. (laughs) All the types. (laughs) Um, Because hopefully you guys likely know at this point in the podcast that almost like across Nepal, the food that you eat twice a day every single day is dalbat which is rice with lentil sauce on it and then you got some veggies and mm-hmm. some like fermented veggies <laughs> <laughs> all the veggies <laughs> um so there was a lot of that and also what i noticed that i didn't quite expect was like massive amounts of little packets of biscuits <laughs> what? like so many biscuits <laughs> You gonna die without cookies? Like, what? yeah. I guess some people eat those for breakfast. A lot of people will drink it. I mean, eat them with their chia yeah, in the mornings, yeah. and maybe for their kids. You know, all their kids oh, are like at true. home. Yeah, yeah. People don't really bake cookies here, so mm-hmm. you'd have to buy biscuits. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm doing a weird mix of English and American words for this right now, and it's welcome to our brains. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know what my English yeah. is. <laughs> so, like, on one hand, like it kind of. Like it made sense, but then it was also a little bit reassuring because it was like all the prepackaged stuff that I don't buy. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna be good. People yeah. are buying things I don't want. Maybe that's super selfish, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you can have your biscuits. Like, I don't need them. That's fine. That's funny. <laughs> so that's Nepali's. What have you been buying, Wayne? Oh, I've been kind of keeping a consensus of what all of the foreigners have been buying. Oh, great. And Tell me. We're, we all... Reporter from the field. Yeah. I need to know. We kind of... We're on the same wavelength as far <laughs> as I can tell. Ooh, I, I actually don't... I haven't bought anything, <laughs> so I'm curious to know what people have been buying. So a while back, before things... Well, let me take that back. I have been buying things, but they're more like I made sure we had enough cooking gas. Yeah, like, yeah, right. I accidentally filled my tank like the day before there were gas shortages. Oh, that's so good. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good timing. Um, but yeah, I haven't bought any food or anything. Yeah. So tell me. Okay. So the day that everything started closing, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend and she was saying that her first thought was that, oh, I should go and buy coffee <laughs> just in case because we usually buy our coffee from yes. like, there's coffee available in grocery stores, but we like, we're a little our bit sp- bougie. Yeah. Our specific coffee so, that we love. Yeah. And so we're like, well, that might close. So I should stock up. And she was saying <laughs> this to a Nepali friend and he was like, you're not going to run out of coffee. Like, <laughs> we're not going to be stocking up on coffee. It's only all of the foreigners who care about that. 
But you guys are fine. Like, okay, but fine. here's the thing. I have two arguments, one for and one against. Okay. Okay. So the argument for is if the coffee shop closes. What are you going to do? Nescafe. Uh, it'll survive. <laughs> but the argument against stocking up on coffee is Nepal is a huge producer of coffee. So if yeah. our borders close, we're still going to have all <laughs> the coffee. <laughs> That's the yeah. last thing you need to worry but about having access to. Long haul cargo trucks are being stopped right now oh that is true so they can't come from elon You're smarter than me or cinderpod joke we gotta go out and buy coffee bye bye <laughs> <laughs> episode over um, um okay what else are foreigners buying peanut butter <laughs> oh my god are you serious i bought that peanut butter made here i bought peanut butter <laughs> and then i talked to somebody else and he was like i went to the store and i bought peanut butter <laughs> I mean, I was out of peanut butter, so. Okay. <laughs> you just happened to buy the biggest one they had. No, no, I did not, actually. Oh, um, but I do have an extra. <laughs> oh, no, you're, like, fulfilling the American No, I, re- I really, right like, yeah, it's a small. No, I really, I don't know. I, 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 I swear. I, don't <laughs> okay, I what am else? not a crook. Coffee, peanut butter. Protein powder. Protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're able to introduce this topic into literally any conversation. Like when we were at that event on Saturday and you're like, I just met this guy. We talked about protein powder. And I was like, how? And he's like, look at his arms. Mm, he's buff. I bet he's protein powder. Like, what? I'm you, I spend so many hours a day in the gym. I'm doing this personal training certification. Like all of my time is spent non-work on fitness so it's just all that i know how to talk about anymore i'm sorry (laughs) i'm a gym bro (laughs) i can't help it you're lucky that i still like you (laughs) thank you i know i don't want to get really boring just because i'm like this is what i'm doing now and this is all i can talk about don't worry you're not boring thank you sweetie yeah i got you (laughs) um i did buy five and a half pounds of protein powder (laughs) (laughs) how big is that tub it's large that's cool. Uh, what else? Can we move on from yep. this? <laughs> um, it was Optimum Nutrition brand. No, no stop. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I had kind of like a conundrum because I eat a lot of meat because uh, of the protein, protein powder. <laughs> um, but I also worry that if things really hit the fan, we won't have reliable electricity. So there's True. no point in buying meat. Yeah, because you won't be able to yeah. get it frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have like beans and stuff like that. Oh, that's, well, we'll talk about electricity later, but I feel like that's not going to happen. I think we'll be fine on the oh, electricity front. 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 We are reaching the time of year when electricity is a little bit more sketch. Mm, no, this is the end of it. As soon as it starts raining. Yeah, but. I guess it's, April. We yeah. have like. Never two and mind. And a half You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And I bought rice. Of course you did. You're a good Nepali babe. I'm a good one. Yeah. I know. I feel like part of the reason I haven't stocked up is our pantry is always over full. Yeah. Like we have quinoa for days. Like I went through a phase where I was like, I love quinoa and you can't buy it in Nepal, which you can now. Yeah. So I bought like 500 million pounds of quinoa yeah, and yeah. then now it's available everywhere. But yeah, beans and... I don't know. I guess I should buy more tuna or something. Yeah, I know. I should buy like, life. I should buy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think and my roommate was saying like 
Is there any kind of like long-term storable vegetable? There aren't a lot of canned veggies, but it'd be nice to have something just yeah. in case they, you know, they, you can't know. get to a veggie shop or whatever. But you are right. Like it is so difficult to actually know how much to buy. Yeah. You don't want to be that person that's way overprepared. But no. Honestly, though, I will say, okay, here's the thing about living in Nepal and my experience here so far is that being underprepared is kind of fine. Like <laughs> in certain categories, you can't, like you will have problems if you're underprepared. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have cooking gas and there's a shortage of that, right? there's almost nothing you can do. I right. mean, you can buy black market, but even that there's probably a shortage of, yeah. right? But as far as food goes, I think like, okay, maybe you're just going to be eating rice and beans for a while. But listen, I did that for 40 days for work once and I was okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. fine. And everyone else around you, that's what they're eating. Right. Like, you'll be fine. Even yeah. if you literally eat the last grain of rice in your whole house, your landlords or your neighbors or your friends are going to feed you. You know, <laughs> you will not die. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice and it's comforting to be prepared. But mm-hmm. honestly, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that our listener asked us about, which I thought I don't really have a good answer to, was do you have any tips on minimizing reliance on she put in quotes, such things. So, you know, things Water like and toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the essentials. But I mean, honestly, for me, I think my tip is live without it. And then you realize you don't need it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so worried. Like, oh, my God, I, I use this thing every day. And suddenly you don't have it. And you're like, oh, I'm yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. You definitely learn the difference of things that you need and also things that like you kind of need like mm-hmm. I don't physically need this, but without this, I'm going to be really sad and mm-hmm. my mental state's going mm-hmm. to deteriorate. And those are good things to be able to differentiate about. Yeah, absolutely. And we then- know that toilet paper is apparently like really an emotional <laughs> blanket for people. Oh, <laughs> that was like a weird it's too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, too. I was talking with a friend of mine about this, how um, people who have grown up maybe kind of poor, just not with everything they could ever possibly want, have a little bit better mentality on this because they're used to planning ahead or used to buying in bulk because that's cheaper or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. And then also rich people are not worried either because they just think, well, I have enough money. I can buy a $200 roll of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. And it's middle class people that seem to struggle the most with scarcity. Mm. It's like you're so used to having almost everything you want and having a really comfortable life. But it's like teetering on an edge of Uh you're fine. But if you lose your job, then you don't have all those comforts anymore. Or something happens and there's shortages, you don't have all those comforts anymore. So weirdly, it's like the people in the middle that are the most worried. Hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting to me. Did you feel like you had to adjustment when you're in Nepal coming from middle class no no but I think my parents are unusual (laughs) I mean my dad grew up overseas Mm -hmm. and my mom is just like super chill and we I mean we were middle class but there was times that we kind of were eating what was in the pantry Mm -hmm. because we were waiting for my dad's next paycheck Mm -hmm. or something so we weren't like super super comfortable yeah we were upper middle class by any means we always had old cars that were breaking down and our life Mm -hmm. was a bit of an adventure it wasn't the comfort level that i think induces stress right well i will say so like 
maybe for us, we, because of going out on field work and like, you know, kind of taking ourselves out of our comfort zones that way and, Mm -hmm. you know, living and working with people who have such different customs about things that we've learned to adapt to. Mm. Um, we've learned the difference between things that are real our needs and wants. Mm. Um, and maybe a lot of people who are experiencing this thing that shall not be named <laughs> have not had that before, but they will after this. Yeah. Maybe it'll actually be helpful to society for people yeah. to realize like, Oh, I guess I didn't need that. I guess mm-hmm. I was fine. Well, and I I think another reason that I am not that stressed about not having everything I need is that I've deliberately put myself in situations Mm -hmm. where I don't have everything. Like my family likes to go backpacking. So, you know, my mom and I out in the wilderness for several days and all you have is food and I never bring toilet paper because that's annoying to carry. And, you know, it's like, I think that actually maybe that's a good answer to our listeners question is one way that you can minimize your reliance on luxuries is to force yourself into not having them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or just like go to another country for a while and see how they totally rely on different things than you. Like Nepalis cannot live without rice. Yeah. Right. They feel like they haven't eaten if they haven't had rice, which right. like to us is so weird. But, you know, again, that's like you're relying on something mm-hmm. that you're used to. So it's not just Americans that do that. You guys, uh, you've seen this on the streets of Kathmandu. You've seen it on Facebook videos. You've seen it on memes. Now you too can own your very own man, man clamp. clamp. So it was originally designed to keep our servicemen safe from COVID-19, but you guys, it has so many other uses that we have been using it for. Yeah. So um, we just wanted to tell you guys about our experience with Man Man Clamp. Like, so I got my Man Clamp last week and I've just been using it all the time. One thing I used it for was um, impressing my badminton teammates about how far I could reach to pick up the birdie. And I, without moving my feet, I just stood there. Wow, that's amazing. You know what I've been using mine for? Yeah. So just yesterday, I got my man clamp, and I used it to reach over the divide between the roof into my neighbor's roof and pinch their toe. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Clever. I love it. (laughs) Um, You know what else it's great for, which I've totally used it for? It's great for keeping my roommate, who frankly does not shower enough, um, at least two meters away from me. Um, I'm personally offended by this because you are my roommate right now. Oh my god, awkward. Oh jeez. So I don't have access to the gym right now, but after social distancing and the lockdown ends, I plan on still using my man clamp to push that guy who frankly just grunts way too loudly in the gym just delicately out the door and down the stairs. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I heard my friend uses it for um, putting her uncooperative children into their beds for nap time. Oh. They're just flaying, flailing around. She can't get them. Uses the man clamp. It's great. And then while they're sleeping, she can have, you know, mommy's little uh, gin and tonic time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little survival mm-hmm. cocktail. How about that? Well, I'm also planning on once the lockdown is over, my second plan after pushing the guy out of the gym, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to my house helper and she'll be able to use the man clamp to be able to carry super duper humongous hot pots of biryani from room to room in my house. Genius. Then she doesn't burn herself. I love it. 
you know what else we could use it for? I haven't tried this yet, but I bet it would be so Ooh, good. Tell me. Uh, replacing light bulbs in like a super unnecessarily difficult way. Oh, and then you can use that classic jokes of how many man clamps does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're so clever. I love it. Well, I'm sure there's like way more uses for this. And we just love this product. We're so excited that they are supporting the podcast. So yeah, like send us a shout out. How are you going to use your man clamp? Like Big said, we are so pleased that man clamp reached out to us at Big and White. Thank you, man clamp. Proud sponsor of this episode. Not actually a sponsor, but could be. Thanks, man clamp. Call us. Cool. Okay, um, speaking of Americans and what they rely on, shall we get to our toilet paper section? We were always going to get there. <gasps> oh, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I have so many rants. <laughs> I feel like people, you know, when we started hearing about toilet paper shortages, then like all of us who lived here, all of us foreigners, like just reached out and it was like a press conference for everyone that we've ever <laughs> met in the West. And we're like... We know that this is a difficult time. We're here for you. Any questions that you might have, we will be making ourselves available. I will explain in detail how to use a bidet, even if it feels distasteful to you. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, in the spirit of explaining how to use a bidet, let me tell you, I have a great video that I will link to in the show notes. Good. That is an Indian man explaining how to use water in the squatty potty in place of toilet paper. And he not only goes into detail and explains it well enough, he also just has a a generally cheerful and formal manner about him that is so delightful. So good. (laughs) Fun fact, that video was how I learned how to use a squatty potty back in 2000. That's not true. I had used it in China, and then I went to India in 2013, and uh-huh. I learned how to use yeah their version of a squatty. Yeah. So it's been a few years, and he's still ringing true. He is. That man. He's teaching all us Westerners what it's all about. Yeah. But anyway, um, I actually wrote a blog post about this back in 2014 Good. because I was going through the transition of <laughs> moving to Nepal, and I'm like, oh, I'm realizing I don't need toilet paper, and it's blowing my freaking mind. So here's some information that from that blog post. Um, 70 to 75% of the world does not use toilet paper. Wow. hey The large majority. A lot, yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of a good reason. Like, toilet paper is expensive. And it takes up a lot of space in landfills and whatever. And I found a statistic. Are you ready for this? The average American uses 100 rolls of toilet paper per year. (laughs) That is in like your whole lifetime, you use 843 trees worth of toilet paper. Just for your booty. Just for your bum. Poor bum. Here's the other thing that I remember someone said to me. And like when they said it to me, I was like, ooh, that's weird. I don't know. And then years later, I remembered it. And I was like, they were right. <laughs> um, but it was, if you got poop on any other part of your body, would you just wipe it off with a dry piece of paper? <laughs> no, gross. Like you use at least water and probably soap. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Designated poopy area. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, um, 
y'all out there who are feeling like you really can't live without toilet paper, let me tell you, you can. You can. Uh, you can watch our video. Um, I can tell you my quick strategy without going into detail. Yeah, go. Don't worry. Um, so my favorite thing is to use water and then just use a teensy, teensy bit of toilet paper, maybe like three squares to dry off. So then you aren't like walking around damp all day. But yeah. then, especially depending on like mm, how your stomach's doing, you might end up using a lot of TP, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you use water, it's all cleaned off and then just a little, a little dry dab. Ew, why'd you have to use that noise for it? <laughs> <laughs> She's Louise, Michelin star reviews over here. This little. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I think it was meant to be. <laughs> Whoop. I vividly remember for some reason this was probably like 2008 or something like right when global warming was like becoming more of a thing that people were really mad about okay and i remember i think it was cheryl crow coming <laughs> on um jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon one of the jimmies one of that and saying that because of global warming we all need to lessen our toilet paper usage and we should all use one square <laughs> one square and he made a really big deal of it because of course they like come out and they shake hands and they hug and he's like i'm gonna go wash my hands now <laughs> she's only using one square well fun fact you may not know if you have not been to south asia that the left hand is the offensive hand yes and you shouldn't touch people with your left hand you shouldn't hand someone something with your left hand <laughs> and now you're about to find out why the left hand is used for the wiping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about toilet paper? Oh, your friend brought toilet paper to America. She did. Right? <laughs> yep. One of my friends here, she just left for America last week. And I jokingly asked her if she was bringing any, you know, like, oh, you're going to bring toilet paper back? She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes. was selling for $100 per roll. Yeah. No. <laughs> she, I mean, she had the luggage space. She didn't need to bring anything back, really. She well, it's light, too. Yeah, it right. So she brought back toilet paper and then food because, you know, food? so many shelves in grocery stores right now are really? out. Well, I don't know what it's like. At this point, she left a little bit earlier than like the absolute insanity. So mm. that was that was when people like really were panic buying. Mm-hmm. And plus, like she went to the U.S. to quarantine. So like you oh, and she owns right. her own house. Like people aren't bringing her food. Oh, so she she might as well. Right. Yeah, I guess if you have space in your luggage. Why yeah. Not? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I heard. Are you ready for some meta panic buying? Oh, Okay. So someone I know here said her Nepali friends were buying toilet paper. (laughs) Her Nepali friends do not use toilet paper normally. Oh, no. But they've seen on the news that Americans are buying toilet paper, and they think, oh, it must have something to do with fighting this disease. Oh, that sucks. Isn't that weird? By the way, there is no shortage of toilet paper here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We already posted about this, but we will post about it again a hundred times. Yeah. There's a whole aisle in a small store. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's right by our office. Every time I go there, I'm like, there's like 13 brands of toilet paper here. I didn't even know some of these brands existed. (laughs) You can get like one roll of toilet paper. You can get like 20 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. It's magical. Anyway, we're happy with our TP here, and I hope you guys are doing it. If you run out of toilet paper and you're afraid of water, you can always cut up old rags or use newspapers or 
corn cobs like people used to do back in the day. Oh, I read an article about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exfoliation. I know. Well, you know, when you're out backpacking, leaves and snow are some great options. Yeah. So if you have access to those, highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys the are The best of luck to you. Best of luck. Okay. Should we move on from talking about our butts to talking about something else? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good butt, I'll tell you. (laughs) Okay, I suppose we should. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Actually, we're not going to talk about anything else. Nope, we're just going to leave it at a butt. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect way to end an episode. I love it. It's perfect conjunction. Conjunction? Conjunction. 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 It's a perfect conjunction. What's your function? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know about Schoolhouse Rock, check it out. It's the best. Don't check it out. It's so good. It's going to get stuck in your head for 20 years. But you'll learn about grammar and how bills become laws. <laughs> anyway, this was a pretty long episode, so we decided to split it in two so that you guys have the wonderful joy of getting two episodes in a row from us. Aren't you excited? Wow. Exclusive. Yeah. In part two, we talk more about the, well, you'll just have to listen to find out. It's all about how to live when you don't have access to everything that you have generally expected from your life. Yeah. It's very applicable. Anyway, uh, you guys all stay safe out there. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. All right. Should... Uh, I guess. Well, I guess, you know, if you want to hang out with us, like, in other ways, like, you can hang out with us online. Like, in addition to re-listening to all of our many, many plethora, multiple plethoras of podcast episodes, you can also find us on Instagram, Big and White Podcast, on Facebook. And you can always DM us at those accounts, or you can email us at bigandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. And... We hope to see you soon. No, that's not what I meant to say. And you're cool. We hope we find out your presence in the world soon. (laughs) Congratulations on your existence. (laughs) Hi. Is that a plane overhead? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) After we just said, there's never (laughs) any planes. Maybe it's like going to get PBE from China. That is so weird. That would be great. That's only like the second plane I've heard in like days. Yeah, it does feel very weird. All right, well. Anyway, uh, I guess I'm going to hang up now and go look out the window at that plane. Yeah, heck yeah. Okay, all right, we got to go. Okay, Okay, bye, bye, bye. Bye.